welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. This is episode 24.5. I'm <laughs> here with my co-host, the Anti-Cool. What's going on, man? Shouldn't it be more like a 24, like, parentheses 2 or something? Yeah, this is episode 24, take Volume 2. two. <laughs> this is the remix. <laughs> so, um... What is yeah. up, my friend? It's a lovely night in here in Jersey. Right, yeah. So I, I will stress night because it's, <laughs> it's going on 10 o'clock. Yeah, man. This is a night, nighttime edition of the podcast. Um, just to give, give a bit of a backstory. So we recorded this episode technically yesterday. So this is all a reenactment. Um, I was not such a bright person, and I forgot to hit the on button on my record software, so basically a two-hour conversation is somewhere lost in the matrix, and we will never get it back. But we're going to reenact it word for word. Word for word, including this part, because we predicted this would happen. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're at. But, um... In, in in a way, in a way, I try to be optimistic. It, it 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 kind of ended up being somewhat of a good thing because somehow between that, between then and now, um, a lot of things have changed. Um, this car that we'll be predicting has changed for the worse, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, it, it you say change, but like, it, it, the more things that change, the more things stay the same. <laughs> right, <laughs> especially <laughs> considering the person. Exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, today we'll be uh, doing predictions for UFC 211. But before we get to mm-hmm. uh, UFC 211, we will start off with uh, Canelo Alvarez versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., which happened last weekend. Um, not a whole lot to say about this fight other it was than. Bad. Yeah, pretty much. And the headline. Um... Like, let's just summarize the fight. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. embarrasses Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. in front of a million pay-per-view buying audience. <laughs> as, as his cornermen plead for him to just throw punches. No technical advice, just... It's like, it was like, what you, it was like, um, Henry Hoof screaming at Anthony Johnson to, like, please don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, this this fight was, as I said in our uh, first edition of the podcast, that we'll never you'll never hear. But uh, this fight was the equivalent of playing Street Fighter in practice mode with the AI turned off, and that's what Canelo did for twelve rounds. He just boxed Chavez to death. Albeit Chavez didn't get knocked out or knocked down, he never even really got staggered. He went in. He got beat up for 12 rounds. He collected a paycheck. He went back home. 
But it's like I said, it's like what was it? It was like playing. It's like playing LeBron one on one, but you never leave the sidelines. <laughs> you're sitting. You're sitting at the table waiting to be subbed in, but you never sub in. Like they exactly. call you in, but you you stay at the table, and LeBron's just dunking and doing whatever he wants. Yeah, LeBron's just like doing layup drills, and you're just sitting there like, oh, I'm totally in this. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was bad, but it, to, to, a, mil- a million people got to see the promo for Gennady Golovkin, Canelo Alvarez. And it came with a date. It, it came with uh, like at this point, Canelo has to have this fight because his other options are basically to fight like a Charlo for less money, and like. It, I, I don't think he can't beat Charlo. Like, I don't think he can't beat Golovkin. Like, I think it's going to be a competitive fight up until it's not. But um, at this point, like, Gordon Boy, you just you got to cash in. Like, this this was the last money fight for Canelo that didn't involve someone serious or, like, a Cotto-level fighter, I guess. Right. It, like, it's time to take some risks. And at this point, I mean... Feel like we can't drag this out any longer. Like people have been waiting to see this fight for for yeah. a while. So and you, and you don't want people souring on Canelo any more than they have, because like, not exaggerating, he 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 like he makes up one hundred and seven percent of what Golden Boy actually draws. Like a hundred and seven percent of Golden Boy's <laughs> revenue <laughs> is based solely in Canelo fights. That's not an exaggeration. That's a real figure. Man. Super breadwinner. Canelo's the golden <laughs> boy, bro. Hey, He's but... the real golden boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they make a lot of money either. I think I think like they made like $8 million last year or something. Well, that that fight's what? September 16th? 16th. And, and it, it pushed back the other super fight that's going to happen this year. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. With a quote and an asterisk and any other symbol you can think of next to it. Yeah. Uh, so according to, to Dana F. White, I don't even know if his middle name starts with an F. I'm just saying F just because. But, uh, yeah, so the, the, the story goes um, they were going to book Connor versus Mayweather. Coincidentally, on the same date as Canelo versus Triple G, I will so. say that that's a very popular weekend for uh, boxing. Ever since Floyd started his uh, was twice a year thing, so they do it uh, second, third weekend in September and Cinco de Mayo weekend, which Canelo just did. So it makes sense. I'm gonna say I think Dana White's lying. Out of his face. Well, they want that's that's what the date Connor wanted for the fight. Apparently, like he's been telling people that's when the fight's gonna happen. He's already started camp. Blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, this is all posturing, I guess. Yeah, this, like, there was nothing set in stone, basically, and yeah. like it, 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 this fight did not push the Mayweather McGregor fight off the date. Because Mayweather, the Mayweather McGregor fight doesn't have a date. Have a date, right? There's no date. There's no contract. There's no. 
It's, it's just smoke. <laughs> so for me, this is smoke and mirrors. At like this if, point. They, if they want this fight to happen, it will happen. It will happen, right. Like, and, and there's nothing the UFC is going to do about it. Right. And at this point, it just it seems like, I mean, for as much money as on the table, if they haven't agreed to anything by now, I, I just, I don't, I don't oh, see hello. it. Oh, hello. Oh, my God. The, uh, the much unfortunate woman in MMA just got slightly more unfortunate. Uh-oh. What happened? Uh, Miss, one Miss Jessica Penne, former Invicta Adam Weight champion, got cut. Has, been, has been hit with a USADA. Violation. Oh no! Potential violation, I should say. Oh god! Actually, you never know what the potentials is like. Potential violation, like oh, you, you use some tainted lotion, or I don't know. <laughs> oh, Even oh, still, though, that's it's not oh, a good. Look. Um, the sample we got had a little bit of um, I don't know, creatine in it. Right. Like, whatever. Like, but she, her, like her last, her. UFC career has been, yeah, not not what I hoped for. Not what she hoped for. Yeah, not what. Oh. Any, yeah, that poor woman. <laughs> I hope she turns it around. I, I really was a fan of hers in Invicta, and I, I really hope that when she'll, she made it, she'll turn it around fight when she's fighting in Oklahoma City again. We'll see. It's probably in sell Invicta crowd. We'll see. Yeah, that that's ugh, that is unfortunate. But yeah, so those those things happened this weekend. Um, I guess also just to throw in some quick fun news before we get into the fights. Uh, World Series of Fighting, which is still a thing in 2017, um, they they are switching formats to the PFL, which is called the Professional Fighters League. And according to everybody's favorite fighter, Jake Shields, this all sounds really cool quote unquote um just to give a quick <laughs> rundown of these changes i yeah, guess that's like, his, that's like his famous uh quote for the uh <laughs> what was it the the uh the nick gsp fight <laughs> but like his gloves look really suspicious <laughs> <laughs> man i don't know do you do you Jake ever um comically you, unfortunate human being? Have you have you ever watched um do you watch any Tommy Toho videos? Ah uh, yes. The detective <laughs> the, the detective Jake Shields got if I can remember I'm gonna post a link if you guys have not watched that video or I think it's a series I, I'm pretty sure he did more than one. Det- detective Jake Shields is out here trying to figure out what the fuck the <laughs> fighters league is. <laughs> He's our man on the inside. Tommy, I'm gonna tag Tommy. I follow him on Twitter. Tommy, you have to. I don't know if you have. To be honest, I haven't seen it one of his videos in a while. I'm listening to his podcast more than I watch his videos now. But you got Detective Dick Seals has to come back. Like that has to be an ongoing. Like I, I, I'll, I'll never get tired of watching that. <laughs> but, <laughs> just to break down the changes real quick. So in this new professional fight league. uh uh, allegedly, they'll, the fighters will have no less than three fights a year. Um, they're kind of treating it as almost like a football schedule. So there's going to be like a postseason and a playoff and a tournament. However, that's going to work. And the, won't. Uh, Don't worry, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they're going to try to figure that mystery out. And then I believe the winners of the tournament get a million-dollar cash prize. Each. Right. I so, think it's each. 
Do not quote me on that. But either way, there there's some changes going on over there, for better or worse. I mean, like, I, it can't get any worse. Like, this is just straight up Ray Seffo trying to trick somebody into giving him money. Like, Ray Seffo and the whole executive team over there of or whatever you want to call it, the administration. Like, like WS, uh, WSOF for like just it's, it's a money laundering scheme <laughs> Ray Seffo and uh, like we've been over this Ray Seffo and Ali Abdelaziz or whatever the hell his real name is I, I completely forgot by now they, they scam millionaires out of their money give it to their fighters like fighters that Ali has on contracts <laughs> that he manages, puts them in cushy matchups, and then reaps the benefit. Hey, that's the life. <laughs> I mean, I mean in, in one aspect, he's Robin Hood. I, like, I'm not going to begrudge the fact that there are a bunch of millionaires out, millionaires out there who don't look into what they're investing in, who don't look at, you know, WSOF and wonder how, like, they're fighting in freaking high school volleyball gyms. <laughs> like they're not even fight, like they're fighting in high school volleyball gyms that are currently being used for high school volleyball. How are they losing seven like a million dollars a card? Because like yeah. this this is an organization that at one point bragged about how they had gone from losing seven figures to six figures a card. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like uh, WSOF is just is just proof positive that suckers born like every minute. It's, it's still it's still alive, and I guess real quick shout out since uh, related to WSOF, uh, which we didn't mention in our first edition of the Matrix podcast that you guys will never hear. Uh, Justin Gaethje is officially in the UFC now. I don't think we mentioned that before. I think we mentioned it like passing. Like we've Maybe. known he's been in the UFC for weeks now. Or at least was, like, close to signing with the UFC. Yeah. But, right. like, now it's official. Yeah, it's and official. He's working on an opponent. It was going to be Edson Barboza, but Barboza's hurt. And now it's looking like Michael Johnson. So, uh, looking forward to to seeing him just, if, if I, anything. I, just, really, I, I know, like, people, like, UFC, I want to see the best fight the best. I, I want to see how good Justin Gaethje is. But I really, like, Justin Gaethje was, like, the type of fighter I think was built for, like, Bellator or, you know, Strike Force or, you know, Strike Force 2.0. Right. Where, like, you could throw him in a fun matchup. You could throw him in, like, a serious matchup with, like, Michael Chandler or Patricky Pitbull. You could throw him in there with just some random dude and just make some fireworks happen. And, like, he'll be a dude who get he'll get knockouts and who'll be in fun fights. And people will talk about, like, putting him in the UFC meat grinder. Like, dude, like, Imagine what happens if he has to fight like Johnson, Barboza, Ferguson. Well, according to him, <laughs> per his words, he he wants the most dangerous person. Yeah, I, I can respect that, but at the same time, like, like a guy who has to go through the wood chipper each fight has to go, like, there's a guy who was fighting um like Luis Palomino. And um, what's the guy's name? Firmino? Yeah. Uh, something like that? I, I want to be uh, accurate because I, I, I still feel bad for getting um, 
freaking Andy Ruiz's name wrong last time we were recording. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Firmino. Luis Firmino. He, yeah, Luis Firmino. He's the guy who was struggling with like, Luis Firmino. Like, he, he was arguably down two rounds to one. And, um, like, he's not going to pitch a perfect game in the UFC. And with his style of fighting, I can see him... I can see some diminishing returns in his near future. Like, this guy has already been to war a lot. Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> Where and tear is, is a real... Yeah, he, he's been through the grinder already. And, like, it's only going to get tougher from here. And it's not like I don't think he can be like a top, he can't beat a top-five guy. Or, like... I, or he can't make it to the top ten and say it for a little bit. But, like, stylistically... Like, at one point, he's just going to crack. And it's not going to be fun to watch. And just, like, everything... I feel like once once he cracks, like, everything's going to be gone, you know? Yeah, I think... I guess for me, I I just want to see some some violent fights. When he comes over, I'm I'm not expecting him to... I mean, it it would be cool if he somehow, you know, makes it to the top, especially in that division, but... At, at at best, just give me some violent fights, and I'm I'm fine with that. And and hopefully he can win a few and not 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 go the route uh, that Will Brooks seems to be on right now. Uh, I hope he doesn't succumb to to to, <laughs> to something like that. Or even if yeah. he does, that you know at least he, he'll put up a great fight before he he goes out. But either way, he's in the UFC. The GOAT Dave Branch is in the UFC. We'll get to him a little later. Dave um, Branch. So, yeah. So, those are all the other, like, non-UFC happenings uh, going on in the world. So, uh, should we should we, should we do the fights that all got canceled? I mean, not, not, not the one on this card, but some of these other ones that won't be happening. Uh, sure. All right. So, um, for anyone who cares... Uh, Michael Page is out of his fight, and Bellator that won't be happening. Alleged knee injury. Doing and... mid glass. <laughs> I mean, it could, it could also just be his dad, and he just realized that if he does this crap, he's going to have to talk about him eventually. <laughs> but, but yeah, um... that that fights down the drain, and even more disappointing. Joey Joey Benavidez, man. Out versus Ben Nguyen, or am I saying that right? Ben Wynn. Ben Wynn. What what card? I forgot what card that was supposed to be on. Oh, God. I don't even know what city it's in in yeah. Australia. Is that the Glasgow? No, that's Australia. Um, okay. Melbourne, maybe? No. Because I feel like Melbourne, they would do this. Uh, they would probably do. Oh, let me look this up. Let me look this up. The Lewis Hunt card is in New Zealand. It's in New Zealand, the Auckland card. Yep. Ben Wynn will still be on the card. He still needs an opponent. Um, I don't know. Not just short on people who could fight him. Like, you have Brandon Moreno. You have Ray Borg. Uh, Justin Scoggins is about to fight again soon. I can't remember where. Is it on this card? Yeah, uh, no, that's John Moraga. Um, I'll yeah, be that, down that, with the Moreno fight or... Pettis, dude just got pulled today. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, I guess we'll just get to that then. Yeah, so 
unfortunately, we will we will not be seeing Cejudo and Pettis, which is a fight we both picked Cejudo winning, but <laughs> he he won't get the chance to show that at least not at least, at least not on Saturday. Uh, I think he injured his hand, so that fight got scrapped. Um, yeah, so a lot, um, a lot of fights not happening. Um, I forgot, Formiga's still around somewhere, doing something somewhere. Yeah, so when, when yeah, there, there are plenty plenty of people for him to, yeah, we, to, to, to get at. Wynn's still a relatively new guy in the division. Yeah. So, but, so, fresh faces yeah. everywhere. That fight is not happening, but fights that are happening. We will jump right to it. UFC 211 going down this Saturday. If you don't watch this card, you need to get your life together. You need to call out of work. Do, do whatever you need to do to make sure you're in front of a TV. And I mean start like starting at the prelims. Like You need to see this entire card. Um, I'll just start from the top. Uh, we got a rematch between Stipe Miocic and Sorry, I butchered that last name. And Junior Dos Santos going down. Um, first fight, nice, bloody, violent, <laughs> pretty much a stand-up fight. Um, Sagano won via decision. Um, my prediction, um, I'm going to stick probably with that same outcome. Though I think... I'm not really sure how different this will go. I, it'll somewhat be different from the first one. I, I'm not really sure how, though. But I'm just going to go JDS via, I think, just crisper stand-up. And I think he'll be able to avoid takedowns. And hopefully he doesn't do that terrible thing where he backs up against the the, the cage. Because that, you know, that never leads to anything positive. <laughs> so, <laughs> per per the Cain Velasquez fights that I had to suffer through, so I feel like if he can avoid his back not being against the cage, um, I think he has a very. I think this is going to be a very very competitive fight. Probably would be. It's probably going to be really close. They'll probably be pretty bloody. I'm pretty sure some noses are going to be busted. Some eyes are going to be bruised up. But I'm going to go JDS. Via decision, uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go JDS via via decision, and we get a new chance. All right, so heading into this one, Stipe is on the four fight win streak, all by stoppage, with the last three coming in the first round um, against Andre Olovsky, Alistair Overeem, and Fabrice Overdoom. Um, if he wins this, he ties for like the most UFC heavyweight title defenses at two with. Two consecutive, I should say, with uh, was it Randy Couture, Tim Sylvia, uh, Brock Lesnar, and I think Kane has two now too. Could be wrong about that. Um, yeah, JDS enters this fight one and one since this, his first fight with Stipe. Um, got knocked out by Alistair Overeem and then fought a terrific uh, five round fight with uh, Ben Rothwell. But terrific um, one-sided five-round fight with Ben Rothwell, but for the most part, um, I picked Stipe when we first recorded, and I'm still I'm sticking with him. But I don't think I gave uh, JDS enough credit for like what he was doing in the Rothwell fight. 
because a big problem he's always had is he backs up against the, uh, backs up into the cage, and he used to stay there, but now he, like the second he hits the cage, it, it seems like he realizes he's not supposed to be there, and he just moves away. Um, apparently he didn't even have uh, Luis Doria for that fight, or he, either that fight or the um, or the one with Oberim. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it, that changes, uh, and a big part of. Stipe's success in the first fight was, you know, backing him up, making him pay for staying on the cage or trying to circle out the last minute where, like, his path, he only had one path out and it was very predictable and Stipe could land the hook or, you know, grab him or whatever. Um, As long as Stipe stays away from trying to take him down, like, profusely, like, he, like, uh, that's where he started to lose the fight in the, uh, uh, in the, uh, the first time around. In the third round, he shot on JDS. JDS got like a really nice sprawl, and and as soon as they start, they got back up. He was jabbing to the body, and uh, you could tell uh, just Steve had nothing left in the gas tank. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Steve. I think go all five. I think he's able to squeak out the first three rounds or something like that. Um, a his biggest hurdle will probably be dealing with the body jab because I think JDS is going to go to that early as a way to keep Stipe off him. And I'm, I guess I'm just counting on the fact that I don't know where JDS is at physically anymore in terms of just, like, durability. Because I just can't imagine he has, like, another one of the, uh, another one of those fights in him. And like with Stipe, like the only fights he's actually taken like a ton of damage in are the um the the, the JDS fight and um the Struve fight. Yeah, so he definitely he yeah. doesn't have as as much wear and tear. Yeah. So um yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Stipe. Stipe has magical title defense number two. And we get to wait in the wings for um Overeem Verdum. <laughs> Three, the worst trilogy in MMA. <laughs> I think I'm the only person who's like excited to see how this trilogy ends, just okay. because like the last fight this, was so terrible. This time, Overeem's gonna be doing the butt scooting. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait for that fight. That's that's gonna be for better or worse. It's gonna be entertaining. It's in some way, weird shape or form. <laughs> That's that's gonna be an awesome, awesome main event. Um, I'll let you do the intro for the co-main. We'll, we'll switch off. All right. Um, in the co-main event, we have a women's strawweight title fight featuring Joanna Janjacek, who will be going for her fifth consecutive title defense, which would tie her with uh, God, I want to say Tito Ortiz. Wait, uh, Tito Ortiz. Am I crazy? Because I had it written down here. Uh, it would tie her. It, it would tie her with a couple of UFC legends, actually. Uh, those are current UFC champions. Uh, current champs. Uh, point being, she's narrowing in on uh, Ronda Rousey's record for women. Yeah, it would tie her with Matthews and TRTs at five. Hmm. So she she, she would be joining some great company. 
And um, she'd be one off from Ronda Rousey's uh, record for females at six. So, and, and I think she's done it fighting relatively better competition. At least better, better in terms to act, like actually be a challenge for her. Right. She's fought a more diverse array of characters. And, um, you uh, hey, Joanna will face former uh, Bantamweight, um, who's come down to 115, just wrecked everybody that they've put in front of her, uh, Jessica Andrade. Who, if I remember, is the first Brazilian, uh, female Brazilian fighter in the UFC. Like, I could be wrong about that, but I think she's the first female Brazilian fighter in the UFC when she subbed for Liz Car- uh, when she subbed to fight Liz Carmouche. Um, Andrade entered this fight on a three-fight winning streak. She stopped Jessica Penne. Uh, she submitted um, Joanne Calderwood, and she beat up Angela Hill in what has to be one of the most entertaining fights of the year so far. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm picking Andrade from the outset. Um, I don't. Um, it, it just comes down to. Can Yuana Yandrecha keep Andrade off her for five rounds? And of course, that brings up the question, can Andrade do that to someone who is so good for five rounds? Like, no no disrespect to Hill, but like, there's a difference between Hill and Yandrecha right. technically and physically, because I think Yandrecha uh, is like underrated in terms of... Oh, underrated is a dumb word. Um, I think she's a very strong fighter at 115. In a way, Hill isn't. It, it just in terms of just straight up physical strength. Like, Andrade, uh, uh, Jen is somebody who was holding her own with the defensive wrestling when it came to fighting like someone like Claudia Gadella. Gadella. Um, but I can't see her keeping Andrade at bay for five rounds. Like, she has to come out here and have the perfect fight. Not even just that. She has to take. She has to be actively taking away Andrade's weapons. Like Andrade loves to fight off. Like she is consistently on that front foot, looking to follow your uh, your straights back to you. So if you throw a jab, she's going to step in, like and follow it back to your chest and just un- uncork bombs anywhere she can land them. I think eventually she's going to catch Yanjacek, and we've seen Yanjacek dropped. By, uh, she got dropped at least two or three times by uh, Gadella, and then she got dropped in her last fight by uh, Karolina Kovokovich. And I'm, if Andrade lands that strike, she's going to finish her, because she is a way better finisher than either one of those women. So, just, uh, just because I don't think Yanjacek can put her away, I, I I'll take Andrade um, by um, by club and sub. She'll land something eventually. He'll throw Yanjechik for a spin, and um, she'll either climb her back and submit her that way, or jump on a guillotine or submit her that way, and we'll have a new women's strawweight champion. Yeah, I uh, I love Yanjechik. She's awesome. Love watching her fight. Love watching her striking. But yeah, I gotta. I'm I'm rolling with Andrade with I, I can't even really call it an upset but yeah I, I think this comes down to Young Jacek is more of like a volume fighter 
Andrade is just pure power. But, but uh, Andrade is a volume fighter too. It's just that her volume is freaking violent as shit. Right. Yeah. Like hers. She's. It's 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 a hundred percent all the time. And like, she doesn't fade. Right. Like, it, ha- she, it hasn't hasn't it hasn't. Yeah, happened it, yet. we haven't seen it yet. And and like in the, the hill the, fight, I thought we were gonna see it, and it never, it never happened. Like it, not only in the hill fight did she go three rounds like fighting at the same pace. She went three rounds fight at the same pace with Hill landing on her. Right. Like Hill was landing knees, and like she even like scored a flash knockdown and everything. But like Adraj just kept coming forward. Yeah, she's just a tank. Like. She only knows forward motion, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this this will definitely be a competitive fight. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say they 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 trade they trade for the first couple rounds. I'm gonna say though by by round three, Andrade is gonna land that one big shot, and when that big shot lands flush, it's gonna be over. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is not somebody you want to eat. I feel like people don't even really. I don't really hear anybody talking about Andrade. Like, like I feel like nobody really knows. I can't say nobody, but I, I don't know. Like, if you haven't watched her fights, man, since she's come down to one fifteen, she's literally she's just she's made everybody just look bad or average. Yeah. And like, Hill, who had a really good fight, at least in the UFC, that might have been like one of her best UFC fights, and she still she still came up short. Like a Just, mile, yeah. Like, <laughs> like she fought really well, and she still came up short by like a mile. Right, and she still came up short. Just Andrade is, <clears throat> I think it's just he's gonna be, she's gonna be too strong. Like that, like you said, she got dropped by Gadelia. She got dropped uh, by Carolina. Didn't she get? Did she get rocked by Laterno? I think. I, I think she got stunned by Laterno. Yeah, I think Laterno at least stunned her once. And I'm like, I don't if, think she got rocked or anything. But. If she eats a hit like that from Andrade, it's not going to be a stun. It's, it's going to be you're out. Yeah. Either you're out or you're, you're at least you're going down, and now you have to fend off a, a beast, <laughs> pretty much, who only knows forward motion. I, I, so, I, I, and and um, if Joanna pulls this off, it's because she's a tremendous fighter who can adapt in that type of situation. Um, like that, it, it, like if Andrade if Andrade pulls this off for her fifth title defense, like it just goes to show what type of special fighter she really is. Not Andrade, I'm sorry, and Jacek. Yeah. Like, because I really think this is like the toughest stylistic matchup for her at women's strawweight. She has the power, and um, the the punching power and strength of Koya Gadea, but she throws in volume. She's not going to tire herself going for takedowns, and she can set a pace so ridiculously high. I think she also has, like, an attitude. Yeah. Like, she's not afraid at all. No. Like, 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 John, uh, John Lineker and Sports Bra, they have that same <laughs> pathological thing where they see you throwing a punch, and they throw a punch at the exact same time. And that is such just an... Like just that ability to just throw punches while thinking is such an underrated asset to have in your arsenal. 
because we've seen fighters get inside their own head like uh, uh like oh am i supposed to counter now or am i supposed to throw the counter like when they're throwing or after throwing or like a half a beat or a full beat or, or you're beating a half or whatever like they don't care yeah they just, they just go and they don't discriminate <laughs> body head shoulder whatever they'll hit you and it'll hurt and that's the whole point <clears throat> So I, I'm expecting this to be the fight, uh, the fight of the night and the fight of the year contender. Yeah, this is definitely going to be nice and and violent. And You're chaos. definitely going to see chaos. Yeah, chaos all over. Somebody's bleeding. They, they'll probably both be bleeding. Yeah. After this, but yeah, I got Andrade. I'm going to say probably third round. I'm going to say TKO. I think that power is going to be serious. But yeah, we're, we're going to get a great a great scrap out of that, and probably. Unless Andrade or Yanjacek like wipes them out within like the first round and it's just a one side of the fair, we probably see a rematch. Especially, or... especially if Yanjacek loses. Right. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're she, def- get she definitely deserves a rematch because right. Besides the Gadella fight, like her entire, you know, besides Gadella, her UFC career has been just entirely one sided. Yeah. Beatdowns. <laughs> but. Yeah, man, that that's an awesome, awesome co-main event. Uh, moving on to another great fight, uh, Damian Maya, who since coming down to welterweight has low-key been an unstoppable force <laughs> at 39 years old. Um, he's going against Jorge Masvidal, who since coming up to 170 has been just boxing people to death. <laughs> um I'm really, really intrigued. Uh, I think the style clash in this matchup is really interesting. Um, I love Jorge. I think he's a really underrated dude. I, I think, as I, as I stated in our our ghost episode, <laughs> he can he. At, there are times when he kind of gets in his own way and he kind of coasts during fights, and I think it's cost him a few wins. But I think he gives any champion a run for their money. I, th- I think he's really like that technically good, but Damian Maya is Damian Maya, and there's this. There was something about that Condit fight. <laughs> For one, it hurts because I'm a, I'm a big Condit fan, so seeing Condit get ragged all like that kind of hurt. But like Maya, I think is just. I think all he needs is that one takedown. I don't know. I don't think he gets it easy. I think Jorge makes him work for it. He might he might tag him a few times before he gets it. But I think once Maya gets that takedown, that it's 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 gonna be over. Um, he's just that good on the ground, man. He's he's this dude is a wizard, just god level jujitsu. And if he gets you down, this you you might as well just lay there. <laughs> so yeah, I got. And it's, it was weird just to go back to the Condit fight. I I picked Condit to win in that fight because I was like, oh, he'll he'll be able to fend off a couple takedowns, and with Condit's volume striking and power, he'll he'll manage to put Maya out. And it just that just never happened. It, it was just a one round. Just he just he got him. He rushed him out of there. Like <laughs> he he just rushed him out of there. So I kind of see this fight. Probably going a little bit the same way, though. I, I think I think Jorge might ma- might last a little longer than Condit did. I say they at least go to like round two, 
But I think 39-year-old Maya, who at this point deserves a title shot, I think he goes in. I think he gets another submission, probably second round, <coughs> early second round. And uh, they'll probably still deny him a title shot. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll find a way not to give it to him. But, yeah, I, I got Maya just via godlike jujitsu, and he just can't seem to be stopped at 170. Yeah. Just like for – um. Just like on the record, uh, like Maya's nine and two at welterweight since dropping. He's beat John Fitch, Rick Story, Don Hyun Kim, uh, oh God, uh, Condit, obviously, Matt Brown, and Neil Magny, and who's the last person? Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson. There Who we he go. He brutally. <laughs> yeah, and, and like all the like his only unperfect like. Unimpressive performances were one-sided, like decisions over uh, Ryan LaFleur and Alexander Yakovlev, like solid mid-tier welterweights. So, like when he fights the top of the division, he tends to embarrass other guys. <clears throat> like even his only two losses were to Jake Shields in a fight I think a lot of people had him winning because he was just more offensive, and Rory McDonald. In a fight where Maya like not only took a round but managed to mount him, and like it, we're we're un, we when we consider like um like the, the elite of the division across the entirety of the, uh, the the sport, like we're doing a disservice if we don't have Maya in the top like four because he's that good. Um. In terms of this fight, I think Maya wins. I, I don't think he gets... I don't think he subs Masvidal. I think Masvidal's been subbed like twice in his whole career or whatever. But um, I, I think he's, he's able to get him down two or three times in the first two rounds. Uh, Low-key, Maya's one of the best wrestlers in MMA. Like he understands like striking well enough that he's able to pressure guys back into the cage with his footwork and he's able to take guys down from there. So he'll shoot and maybe he won't get like the double leg, but maybe he switch up to single leg. It, it, like um, Maya shot for a double leg against Condit, Condit defended that and they got like, just got, you know, his leg snatched on a single. Then he got taken down, his back taken, you know, sub, uh, choked out. But, like, Maya is, like, an amazing chain wrestler. And I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure Masvidal has it in him to stop the first shot. But can he stop the second? Can he stop the back take? Can he stop, um, you know, Maya just freaking pulling guard in the middle of it and then hitting, like, an instant sweep? I don't know if he can if he can do that early if Maya's fresh. So I, I think Maya takes a decision. And, and um, I think Maya um, Maya will uh, Masvidal will be more out of depth in Maya's area of the fight than Maya will be in Masvidal's. As weird as that sounds, because I, I don't think Maya's a great striker, but I think he's a efficient striker yeah he, he's competent enough like he like he he will go out there and he won't do anything more than he has to so he can get the takedown 
Like, I, I think he, Maya can force Masvidal to play his game more than Masvidal can play, force Maya to play um, Masvidal's. So, I, I, I'm taking Maya by decision, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a really... This whole card, you could just say. All these fights are just so... This matchmaking is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this, this matchmaking on this entire card. The, the only predictable fight is no longer happening. Right. Um, speech and the matchmaking, I'll, I'll let you lead into this next fight, which, uh, yeah, this, this is the one right here. All right. So, um, fellow New Jerseyan, uh, Frankie Edgar will face, uh, Mexican rising, uh, star Yair Rodriguez uh, um, Frankie Edgar enters this fight um, coming off a win off, uh, over Jeremy Stevens after he lost his interim title fight with uh, Jose Aldo at UFC 200 um, prior to that I think it was like a, a six fight win streak that included wins over stoppage wins over Cub Swanson and Chad Mendez and like a whole host of other like elite featherweights. Yeah, that he just blew through. Yeah, he, yeah, he was absolutely <laughs> torching. And um, it, it is very bizarre fight because yeah, Frankie Edgar, former UFC lightweight champion, has never been at like a bigger size disadvantage. If you want to call it that, there are advantages to being a short fighter, especially as a wrestler like Frankie, where you just go for knee tabs. But um, yeah, Yair Rodriguez is like five eleven, six foot tall, and like normally if you're that lanky, like you're like a Hatsuhiyoki type, where like you're not very strong, you're not very athletic, you kind of get by more on being crafty and lanky than you would do by um, being like this powerhouse athlete. But Yaya Rodriguez is like a powerhouse athlete where he, he can hit you with like jump spinning integrities from like out of nowhere. Like this dude is literally like throwing tornado kicks and landing them in the cage. And um, he, he's a very good grappler. He's an underrated wrestler, like defensively and offensively. Like he'll, he'll, he, he'll take you down if you're not paying attention. Um, his biggest weaknesses with his boxing, um, he kind of just like a pot shotting power shot guy. Like, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like a good comparison. Like, uh, he, he his boxing game very uh, is basically if he sees your like your guard is down or like you're kind of just like lulled into the submission for a minute, or you're just like minds out of there for a second, he'll jump at you with like a reaching overhand right or whatever and more times than now land because he's just freaking fast as shit but um yeah i think frankie's got his work cut out for him in this one um i I can see yair just putting on the pace with those kicks and keeping a great range where he can't really rush in for those takedowns and i think yair's fast enough where he can get away with that for two rounds and i like I, i think this is um I think Yair is like a special fighter. Yeah, I really do. I think he's that good. And I think he'll rise the occasion this time around. And I see him taking a 2-1 decision, maybe even 3-0. Just because Frankie struggles to put the puzzle together. Yeah, I've... 
I've been flipping back and forth <laughs> between this fight ever since I heard they they were making this matchup. And I can honestly picture both of them winning. Like mm-hmm. Frankie, just because of his skill set, just his boxing is is great. The way he changed his boxing to transition to a takedown is flawless. On top of being probably like the toughest dude the sport has ever seen in terms of heart and being able to just be rocked and look like he's going to die but still come back to life <laughs> like nothing ever happened to to come back to win a fight. And, like, I look at Frankie's resume and everything points to me that Frankie should win this fight. But, like, I don't know, man. Yair, like you said, this is a, I think this is a special dude. Like, he, not to compare him to John Jones, like, skill-wise, but, like, he kind of gives me that same feeling that, like, when I watch him, I'm like, this dude has, he has that special it that just other people don't have. Yeah. That, like, there's just, there's something else there that you you can't really measure it, but, like, he's, this dude's a special talent that we're, we're not going to see another one of him for a very long time, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think the size will definitely play a, a role in this this fight. I think a lot like the BJ, I mean, I get it as BJ Penn, whatever, but <laughs> I, I think he definitely brutalizes Frankie with leg kicks. And as good as Frankie is with managing to get in and get his takedowns, Yair is not one of those guys who's just big for nothing. He's a beast of an athlete. So I think he'll be able to fight off He'll be able to fight off some of Frankie's takedown attempts. And even if Frankie does get him down, Yair does not just lie on his back and let you do, you know, whatever you're trying to do. He's throwing up legs. He's going for submissions. He's 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 constantly active. And it's just you never know. Frankie's never fought somebody like this. Like, you you don't know what this dude's going to do. Like, the closest just... analog is probably, like, Benson Henderson. Right. And that's even kind of a, <laughs> and that's a stretch because like, right, and that, that's that's the that's a stretch. <laughs> Benson's not the athlete that um, Yair is. I don't think Yair comes in with like a game plan like Benson does. Yeah, like Yair just—he's one of those guys you can't prepare for people like him. Like, I think I, I got Yair probably taking a decision, probably two-one. I think the rounds will be competitive, but it'll be a lot more of. Frankie not really knowing how to proceed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like not really just knowing what to do. Like I, and I, yeah, I, yeah, just... I, I don't think um, I, I don't think Edgar's gonna go out there and just like get kicked for like two rounds and just be like, what the hell is happening? Like, I think uh, yeah, he'll edge out rounds because he he's gonna be the dude doing things while Edgar's trying to figure out how to approach the fight. And by the time he figures it out, it'll probably be it'll probably be too late. Yeah. But I'm giving I'm definitely giving Frankie around just because he's Frankie and of how skilled he is that I think he'll definitely take around. He he might even land some good shots. But yeah, I think Yair's creativity, explosive, athletic, size that he knows how to use. Like you said, underrated grappling and also being competent on the ground if he does get taken down. Like other than his boxing, which I guess with Frankie would be a glaring weakness because Frankie's boxing is really good. But other than the boxing, like, to me, that's Frankie's only, that's his only, like, clear advantage. 
and then to use that, you have to get inside for a dude. I don't know. I'm not sure how long exactly how his reach is, but like, this is a big. <laughs> yeah. This is a big guy, man. Like, I don't know. I think. I think this is good, just going to be a case of Yair just being younger, we keep calling, faster. We keep calling him big. Like, I just want to say, like, he's big and he's athletic. Right. Like, like there are different types of athleticism. Like, you have your Car- Carlos Conte slash Nick Diaz athletes. Like, mostly are athletic in the sense that they can go for, they can go for, like, ever. And they can put things together because of that. Like, they can put together, like, 10, uh, ten strike combos because... Their gas tank just never runs out. And then you got guys like Gary Rodriguez and John Jones who just do explosive, fast shit for like 15, 25 minutes. And like, it's just stuff that normal people can't do. And they can do creative shit like out of Tekken because they, their minds and their and their like nervous system is just set up that way. Like, lanky dudes are not supposed to be that, like. Right. He's he's breaking some rules. Yeah. <laughs> he's breaking laws of nature. He's defying all of them. Yeah, like when got, when people complain about like a reach disadvantage, they're not complaining about like a reach disadvantage. They're complaining about oh my god, this dude is long and strong and fast. It's just not fair. And like yeah, you're ha- yeah, you're like and the thing is, if he loses this fight, like the best year is going to be the one that loses and has goes back and has like stuff to study. So, like, I think he's, like, in a win-win position either way. Yeah. I mean, and he's only, like, I think he's, like, 24. Yeah, uh, 24, 23, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so, yeah, like, he's got, still got plenty of time to grow if he, if he, he does take a loss. or I mean, either way, he's, he's going to get better after this fight regardless of what happens. But, yeah, I think we're going to see a star be born tomorrow. Uh, Say tomorrow, it's not tomorrow, but <laughs> Saturday night. We, I think we're gonna see a star be born, and and yeah, yeah. That's this. It's gonna be his 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 coming out party. That where if you don't know who he is now, by the end of that fight, you're gonna know who he is. Yeah, but that's gonna be an awesome, people, awesome. I mean, awesome people fight. know yeah, yeah. He's the latest dude to murder BJ Penn. <laughs> Man, oh, those leg kicks in that fight! Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on, <laughs> on to the the next uh, about another interesting kind of fifty fifty fight. Um, former lightweight champ. Whoa, 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 man! They got the oh. new, they got the new um number five fight. What? Uh, it, it's the homie, superstar. Dave Branch. Making, oh, he's he's making, filling in. He's filling in for the main <laughs> yes, car. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll do that Guaranteed first. We got one point five million buys. Hey man, Dave Branch, the goat, coming over from World Series of Fighting, the original Conor McGregor before there was a Conor McGregor. There was Dave Branch. So, yeah, before Conor, there was Dave Branch, the OG dual wielder of belts. Uh. I'm a little pissed at him for going to 185, but you know, whatever. I mean, he uh, wants to get rid of the hard division first, <laughs> right? Before he goes up to 205. But uh, Dave Branch filling in, uh, taking on Christoph Jotko. Um, yeah, I I'm not really gonna analyze the fight too much. I'm picking Dave Branch. 
via being Dave Branch. Yeah. I mean, he just comes Dave in Branch. and knocks Christoph Jocko out with like both his WSOF titles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they put him on the main card, though. Uh, dude, like they want to make. I don't know why he was on the card originally. They want to make money. He's gonna make you money. Yeah, I mean, and apparently they, uh, at least according to him, like his contract was pretty, you know. Dude, if you can draw so. in uh, NBC Sports, you are the real deal. So, they paid him good money. You got to show your product. So yeah, yeah. They branch. They branch. The goat. Got among fighters. Right. <laughs> but uh, so he's on a ten just... fight win streak, man. Including a one of... over gory middleweight um, tournament champion Dustin Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> And former UFC title challenger, uh, Yushin Okami. He dusted Okami, too. Ooh, yeah. Throw, throw, that, throw that out there. He dusted Okami. But uh, the headline prelim, which is crazy that this fight is a prelim, just well, kind of shows well, how... It's important to point out they're on FX this time, not on FS1. Good. So uh, they're anticipating a bigger audience. They put a former champion on the prelim headlining spot so it makes sense yeah. Yeah, it's a great fight it is former former ufc lightweight champ former bellator champ eddie alvarez going against dustin the diamond poirier um eddie coming off his unfortunate destruction <laughs> from conor mcgregor and poirier uh coming off a pretty violent fight with jim miller in which he was brutally leg kicked but still uh Still did his thing. Still got the win. Um, yeah, th- this for me is a pick 'em, pick 'em fight. Um, I, I feel like this is gonna look a lot like Dustin's fight with Miller, and that it's gonna be a dog fight. Uh, I'm hoping that that Eddie, that that Bellator Eddie, or the one that took the belt from Dos Anjos shows up, um, because if the Eddie that Fort Gilbert shows up, it's probably gonna be a short night. But <laughs> I think Eddie, you know, he's been in the UFC for a little bit now. I think he's he's got his feet wet enough. I think we get that dog Eddie that, you know, if you're an Alvarez fan, you love to see. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Poirier. I'm going to say this fight is probably just going to be a nice brawl. And probably them two just rocking each other. But I'm going to go... Poirier, I don't think it goes past round one. I think we just get a nice wild dog fight for one round. I think they both land shots, but I think Poirier probably connects uh, a little harder, and I'm going to go Poirier TKO round one. Um, just, every Eddie Alvarez fight is hard to predict because like, the man's only been knocked out twice. Like Connor was only the second man to ever do that. Um... Oh God! Uh, like uh, the first time we went around recorded this, I picked Eddie Alvarez, so I'm I'm going to stick with that pick just for like, just to say I'm a man. Uh, I stick with my decisions, but um, yeah, like Poirier is not somebody you want to get hurt by, and getting hurt is. In the, like, the opening minute or two of the fight is what Eddie Alvarez does best. <laughs> but, I'm like, 
once I like if Eddie's able to go past that, and I think he will be. I I, I don't think the McGregor fight was like a sign of oh my god his chin's going away. Uh, McGregor is probably one of the best punchers in the history of the sport, just pound for pound wise, and he's so accurate with everything he does. So and be, to be honest with you. Alvarez is the exact type of fighter that McGregor has spent his whole career like getting ready for. Right? Uh, so it, it it made sense that he had, that he looked terrible, I should say. Um, and I don't think that's just a sign that his chin's gone. Maybe if anything, I'm if anything, I'm more worried about his confidence because I think Alvarez really thought he was going to beat um, McGregor with like no problems. I think he was that confident. And to get like that one-sided beatdown probably um, humbled him a lot. Like you say, he lived his worst nightmare. Because that was the biggest fight of his career. And he didn't come up short. He came up short in like spectacular fashion against a guy you yeah. know he hates. Like, you know that has to be eating him inside. And but I also think that you know, knowing uh, Alvarez, like he's not the type of dude to take that line down. Like he's gonna get back on the horse. Like, like he, this is a scrapper. Like that's his whole career. He gets knocked down. He gets back up. So I, I'm. I say Alvarez probably gets hurt sometime in the first round. Maybe spends the whole round, you know, um, like trying to find Poirier through like the dizziness of just being rocked so often. But it comes back in a second and just puts old Poirier away. Uh, blood's coming either way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, like, I really hope we don't see the Alvarez that fought um, Anthony Pettis and Gilbert yeah. Mendes because yeah. that, that, yeah. that guy probably doesn't crack the top 10. Uh-uh. Like, I, uh-uh. I think. Well, you know what? I'll take that back about the, uh, the Mendes fight because I think that was just a tough fight and tough situation. But the guy who fought Pettis. Probably the, isn't a top ten fighter. Yeah, but I I, I think that Eddie's gone. Yeah, I, I, I think I hope I, I, I think I, that Eddie's I, gone. I, I think he's gonna go back to just balls to the wall. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna get the 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 Eddie that fought Chandler twice. Exactly. I think think we're getting that Eddie. But yeah, that that's gonna be a uh, an awesome fight. Which like we said, headlines the prelim. So another reason. Yeah, which was another reason why I said, like, don't just watch the main card. Like, watch every fight <laughs> that you see starting from, I'm not sure when this event, like, starts. Probably around, like, 6.30, 6, I guess. 6, 6.30, so, or something yeah, like that. Ca- catch all these fights. Um, at, at least the FX prelims, because they're, they're, right. pretty, they're pretty damn solid. Yeah. Um, like, this, I'll, next I'll fight, let... this next fight has the potential to steal fight of the night. If Fire Nights were given like um just pure entertainment value, I'll let you uh you're gonna you can you can lead in this one. All right, I don't know where he trains now, but I I would like to point out former team takedown uh product Chaz Skelly and enters this fight on a two fight one streak after dropping a decision to Derek Darren Elkins, um. One of which included like a flying front kick to Anaconda choke. <laughs> um, 19 second submission win over Maximo Blanco. So, you know, 
that was pretty, that was freaking awesome. And um, he will be facing off with Jason the Hick Diaz Knight, <laughs> who is quickly become just like must see stuff fighting on like um Fox and yeah Fox cards. Um, yeah, he's got a fight of the night and a performance of the night already. Four fights in his, into his UFC career, so you know this dude's like the goods in terms of just like I, w- I want to see this guy fight um yeah no he, both guys have looked you know fantastic recently at featherweight um I'm going to lean towards Chas Kelly just because I think he I, I think his unique brand of just hellaciousness and his surprising pop is just going to be enough to get uh, to hurt Knight. And I think Knight's are like a really crafty dude. Like, this is really a pick fight, but I think Skelly eventually just finds himself in the business where he can get the sub. Uh, it's going to be another fun this this will be probably one of the like you said this is definitely going to be one of the best fights of the night probably one of the best fights on the prelims um i'm gonna err on the side of jason knight via even though it hurt me that he beat uh, my man bruce leroy i i you know i, I was pretty impressed uh the the, the hick diaz nickname is <laughs> is well earned dude is he's He's super tough, man. Like yeah. he has that just kind of just that like he like he's one of those guys that just doesn't go away. Like he's just always gonna be there no matter what you throw. Not not to say like he's not skilled at all, but you you throw the skill on top of just that never say die attitude, and it's like what does it take to get this guy to go down? Um, I'm gonna say I don't know how he wins. I'm gonna say this goes. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say this goes all three. I'm gonna say we get a nice, entertaining scrap. Jason Knight just via toughness manages to eke out a decision. So I'm gonna say eh, 29. I'm gonna go 29, 28 night uh, decision in which we see a nice, probably a nice mix of everything. We'll probably get some striking. We'll probably get. Some some action on the ground, but I think Knight just he's just gonna tough it out, and I'm, I'm gonna go with him via decision. All right. So from he, from like I think at this point it's important to to uh, mention we probably haven't like done any real thought on these other fights except for maybe the uh, Jessica Aguilar Courtney Casey fight. Yeah. But like from from um yeah from these like. From Jerry Gordon versus Michael Keown is down. We're just kind of picking off of memory, right? <laughs> and I, I'm picking, uh, and on that note, I'm picking Jared Gordon because he's he's a cage fury fighting championships guy, East Coast, and I said he said what up. Oh yeah, and I'm picking Quinones because his nickname is El Capo. <laughs> so, but I, to be honest, I don't remember any of his fights. Um, God, uh, I. The sports sound off told, uh, posted something about him. Oh, God, I can't remember. It, it's too late at night to be remembering things. <laughs> uh, his name and is Michelle. There we go. Oh, he's a Bellator dude. That's why I remember his freaking name. He fought Brandon Gertz. 
like way, way, way back. I was gonna say that. I was gonna ask was that recent? That was like 2012, man. Man, that's that's his only loss. And we got Chase Sherman and Rashad Coulter. I think, I think we split on this too. Pretty sure you went with Chase. No, no, I was. I said I. No, 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 no. We both got Coulter. We both have Coulter. Yeah. I picked Coulter because all I remember about Chase Sherman is he really likes to block punches with his face. <laughs> but we missed um one prelim from the main card. Uh, the pre um the televised prelims. Oh, Vic. James and, uh, Vic and Marco Vic. Polo Reyes. Polo Reyes. Like. I'm picking Vic by like Anaconda Choke in the first or second round. I, I'm kind of hoping Marco Perez goes out there and freaking knocks him out because I'm a I'm a fan of every tough American fighter because <laughs> they just this keep is doing actually, crazy shit. I feel like this is kind of a like an underrated like this could be a really good entertaining fight also. Yes, I don't know if it'll still fight of the night, but. I don't know if it'll be pretty, but uh, 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 yeah, there should it'll be, be there'll be some like just freaking shenanigans, right? <laughs> this is yeah, but I I think I'm probably gonna go with with James Vick also, but I, I think we we get a nice entertaining scrap out of that one in which they both probably have their moments, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go with with Vick probably taking that one also. Um. Guess you want to go on to, to Jag and Courtney? Yes. Uh, so, after being the lineal number one strawweight on the planet for a while, oh, God, when did she beat um, Megumi Fuji? Since, like, 2012? Uh, Jessica Aguilar finally joined the other strawweights in the UFC back in August 2015. She promptly got, yeah, um, uh, what's the next one saying? Shit kick. Like, uh, uh, she got soundly, <laughs> soundly, soundly beaten by uh, Claudia Gadella and threw her on a fair at UFC 190. Um, she hasn't been seen since. Uh, it, like, she's just turned 35. Um, I, I don't know where she's at physically and, like, how much... Like, it, according to Wikipedia, she's uh, currently managing like, a franchise development for tan, a, like Boca, a Boca Tanning Club chain in Florida. Like, I don't know how much stock she really has left in fighting. And, like, she's never been a dynamic fighter to begin with. Hey, she's she's very much a grinder who will sometimes be able to submit you. And um, I think uh, Courtney Casey's not someone you're going to be able to do that against. Like, she's very dynamic. And, um, what she lacks in, like, pure skill, she makes up for in just, like, strength and brutality. So, um, I'm going to pick Casey. It's not impossible that Jag, you know, manages to, um, to eke out rounds and, like, grind out a fight. But, um, I think Casey gets the job done and probably stops her in the second round. Yeah, I'm I'm picking Casey, mainly because I don't see, like, other than Jag getting a grind-out win where she just probably just takes her down for three rounds, I don't see how else she wins this fight, other than than that. So, yeah, I got Casey just probably via having more ways to win on top of being, you know, 
athletic, being dangerous. One second. Probably more well-rounded. Yeah, we should mention, like, Casey's a big-ass strawweight. She's 5'7". Yeah. yeah, like, like Jag is going to have to work to get these takedowns. They, these aren't going to be gifted yeah. to, to her at all. Like, she, she's going to have to put in some work to... To get these Maybe takedowns. Maybe just to get the takedowns, like, like a big part of Jack's game is just like clinching up and pushing people against the cage. And like, I don't see that against Casey. Like, I expect to see Casey kind of just like ramrod, uh, push around a little bit in the clinch. Yeah, I don't. Jack, this is Jag's second. Is this second fight? This is her second fight in the UFC. She has not been seen since August 2015. That's another thing. Man. She's 35 yeah, like and has a fought in almost two years. So. Yeah, and Casey, who's been relatively active, you know. Yeah. Albeit still coming uh, coming off a loss, but I mean, neither one of them look good against Clay. You tell. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's all no, you can take. No... That's all you can really take from that. Right from yeah, un- unless you're young Jacek. You know, you're probably not gonna look good. That's <laughs> good there, yeah. Yeah, it's probably not gonna go too well for you. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm probably going Courtney Casey. Um I'll say stoppage. I'll say round three. I'll say round three stoppage. <sighs> yeah. Um I guess these other two uh we both picked Coulter uh versus Sherman. Uh and we got Gabriel Benitez versus Enrique Barzola. Uh, I don't remember who I picked in this. Fight. You picked Benitez and then I called you a racist. And I okay, and right. then I picked Barzola. <laughs> because, <laughs> because Peru. Alright, I'm gonna stick with Benitez then. <laughs> uh, his nickname is Mogli. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely sticking with Benitez. <laughs> His nickname is Mogli. <laughs> yeah, I got I got Benitez in that fight, <laughs> and then uh, I'm waiting for the okay. The last fight is Joachim Christensen. Uh, I'll let you pronounce this other gentleman's name. I'm gonna butcher it. Uh, I'm not Gatshimarad Antigulov. There we go. That's close enough. And I'm picking. Anti Gulov, because much like my name, it has anti in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking Anti Gulov. Uh, I don't know his name's pretty scary. Uh, so. I, I I honestly, I've seen Joe Jim Christensen fight before. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you either. I don't remember any. <laughs> No disrespect to him, but yeah, like he's one of those names. Like I see it on the card, and I'm like, all right, I've seen this guy before. Like, I, that, yeah, like, you've definitely seen yeah. him fight before, but you had His no fights impression don't... of like, right? What they've done like, like I always come back to like Joe Proctor. Like I, I know I've seen Joe Proctor fight a bunch of times. I know, like he's not very great, but I know what he looks like in the cage. Like I, I don't remember anything about Christensen. Yeah, we'll see though. That should be a. <laughs> I can't wait for this Benitez fight. <laughs> I didn't know the first time we recorded. <clears throat> excuse me, that his nickname was Mogley. Uh, that's that's interesting. Oh, now I want to know like his backstory. Like, where did you get? 
Who named you that? Like, where, where does that name come from? Mowgli. Man. Maybe he just likes the freaking Jungle Book. Yeah. Could be. Could be. But, uh, actually, you know what's crazy? In our first, uh, podcast, by the time we finished talking about the fights, we were at an hour and, like, 50 minutes. We are currently at an hour and 15. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow well, we, def- we should. Well, we definitely, st- we definitely. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, we definitely skipped over a lot of stuff that we talked about like the first time around. Yeah, what? I'm trying to think. What else? Yeah, we we managed to shave off like 30 minutes <laughs> of, of of conversation. Um, anything? Yeah, I think we mentioned all of the. Canceled fights that we we won't get to see. Yeah. Um, got Anderson Silva. He's he's pretty angry nowadays. He's officially off UFC 212, at least according yeah. to him. I mean, we could yeah, he, we could do a whole another thing about fighters being mad, but I, I don't have it in me right now. Yeah, that yeah that 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 be a whole another hour and a half of just <laughs> it's just people being angry. But uh, all right, I mean. Covered pretty much all the, the 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 meat and bones. Um, parting shots and last minute shoutouts. Um, I'm gonna give. Oh, as I said last time. Um, pardon shoutouts to uh, Clarissa Shields, who was spotted taking a picture with Dave Chappelle. Hey, and come up. another celebrity who I can't remember. Was somebody else there? But she's coming up in the world. Is that's that's the moral of the story, which is a good thing. Uh, her story is really, really great. Uh, on top of her being a a really great boxer, who you know, hopefully will be as good as you know. We we hope she pans out to be it. Uh, from what I've seen so far, I feel like she's on the right track. So she's gonna knock out Christine Hammer, bro. Christina Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's uh, going down. Um, I'm also actually I'm on Glory's page right now, so I'll give a quick mention. Uh, May 20th, uh, we got Glory 41. Rico. Rico. Verhoeven, who uh, I used to hate on him, not going to lie. used to hate on him, but uh, he's really good, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. 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 Dude, dude's a beast. Um, all right, so they don't have this guy's last name. So I, I mean, first name. So I don't know this gentleman that he's fighting. I believe he is the um. God, dang it! I know the name of their freaking promotion. Infusion Live Heavyweight Champion. I can't remember his name, but I believe he's the Alexandra Lazar. Yes, he's the Infusion Champion. Oh no, no, champion. is that it? Oh, oh no! Oh no! I think I looked at the wrong person. Oh god. Alright, I might have just lied. Oh, no, no, I lied. It's Ismail Lazar. Yes. Ismail Lazar, he is the Glory... Uh, not Glory. He is the, um... Infusion Live Heavyweight Champion. I guess they just ran out of people for Rico the fight, so they just like, can we borrow your champion? <laughs> and, they, and they were like, sure, why not? And, um... Is Doombay? I thought Doombay was fighting soon. Did he? Did he? Is he fighting in Paris? 
Yes, he's fighting in Paris. He's fighting Nikki Holskin in Paris. In Paris. Okay, so yeah, we get a rematch of of uh, Doom Bay and Holskin, and which y'all should definitely watch. I mean, for one, Nikki Holskin, amazing fighter, amazing. Like this dude's one of the best kickboxers I think I've ever seen. But Doom Bay took that belt. Yeah, yeah, that was really <laughs> impressive. It was a really yeah. impressive win. Beating Nikki is not that's that's something to be very proud of. Yeah. And he 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 pulled that off. So and it's and it says split decision, but it was a pretty clear win for Dumba. And like, don't let that fool you. He showed up that night. And on top, like Dumba is a really just entertaining fighter. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he's a he's a character in in the ring, but you know he he definitely backs it up. So kickboxing, lot lots of great fights uh, coming up. Even though. I, I feel like I've been missing Glory's fights lately, but definitely keeping keep an eye on those two. The main card doesn't start till like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, they do that stupid like, and then they come on like ESPN two and ESPN three. Yeah, it's a weird just time slot for a sport that definitely needs more attention, and they just kind of yeah they put it on at these really odd times that nobody in their right mind, unless you don't have a job. Or the life you're not up at one o'clock watching. Kevin I mean, Kevin. maybe you're like coming home drunk, right? <laughs> but like, you're not like you're not gonna invest in that. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, these dudes are fighting. I'm gonna pass out with like my hand down my pants or something. Oh lord! Yeah. Uh, to any basketball fans, <laughs> by the time you hear this, uh, the Celtics will have thrashed the Wizards one twenty three to one hundred one. So. uh <laughs> good as a, as a Knicks fan, it conflicts me to see a, Isaiah and Isaiah Thomas doing well. Oh, you're a basketball fan. I'm a Knicks fan. There, there's okay. uh, <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. I, I, I'm a Knicks fan for the same reason I'm an NBA fan. <laughs> it, it's because we were a circus show of shit. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, man, so that series, Boston is up three two. Man, I, I was really pulling for the Warriors. Um, I'm, I, I, I mean, not the Warriors for the Wizards. I, I can't root against Isaiah Thomas and everything he's going through. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, well, I feel like great stories. That's not a good term, but uh, it, it's a sympathetic story. And you yeah. see him try and play past the things going on in his life and. Well, at this point, I can't say try. Apparently, they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. yeah. So, did you get your two in? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm good. I, I can't think of anybody else. All right, so uh, uh, I'm a cheat. I'm going to do one shot for um, all the uh, female boxers fighting this weekend. One Miss Nicola Adams, two-time Olympic uh, gold medalist for the uh, UK. Or is it Great Britain? Like, I need to make up your minds. Like, what do y'all want to be called? <laughs> like, I know you're not part of Europe anymore, but come on. Like, so I'm, I'm going to say Great Britain, two-time Olympic gold medalist. I'm technically the first to do it because her division fights before um, Clarissa Shields' division did. But um, she'll be fighting this weekend on the, uh, the Warrington-Martinez card in the UK. If you're in the UK, that's on Box Nation. Um... 
Shout out to Jessica Kika Chavez, who will be defending her uh, WBC World Championship against Anna Arazola in the semifinals of the WC, uh, WBC uh, tournament. I, I want to say it was Super Flyweight Tournament or something like that. The winner gets to fight, um, I want to say Esmeralda, Esmeralda Moreno. Um, shouts to Zelina Munoz, who's going to be fighting this weekend against Guadalupe Martinez. Like all important fights in you know the women's boxing world. Um, and my other shot, a parting shot, will be for um, Omar Sh- uh, Omar Chavez, who didn't embarrass his father <laughs> and his legacy <laughs> when he went and beat Canelo's big brother Ramon. <laughs> so Omar. Uh, how, how's it be? How does it feel to be your father's favorite kid? <laughs> you might not have his name, but you got the win over the Alvarez. Eh, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters. Oh man. Oh, actually, you know what? I do have one more shout out. Well, it's not really a shout out. Just a bit of news that I don't. I don't know if this was official even when we recorded last night. But uh, the UFC is finally doing a flyweight division. Oh crap! Uh, for the women. That's why we forgot. That's why we. Yeah. We have a thirty-minute gap. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that is uh gonna be launching with season twenty-six of the Ultimate Fighter, which is supposed to start filming in July. Um, I'm I'm glad they did a a twenty-five division because now, people at thirty-five who might be a little undersized. Like the freaking you know, title challenger. Yeah. They, now they have a home, and according to this article that I'm reading, um, people like Lauren Murphy and Jessica I are talking about they're probably going to drop down. Yeah, Jessica uh, I was um, 20... God. I, you know, I don't want to get the story wrong, so I won't say anything, but, like, Jessica, Jessica I was somebody I knew on, like, I, I remember watching on the, um, the regional scene. She fought, like, 125, 130. Like, I, like when she got to EOC, like the first thing I thought was she was going to be undersized. So it makes sense she's going to one twenty five. Um, yeah, she. That that right. does bring up though. I like shouts to the sports sound off because I I really like the idea of you take eight fighters in the UFC who would be better served at one twenty five. So your Lauren Murphys, your Jessica Eyes, your um, uh, Beck Rawlings, and your uh, Joanne uh, Calderwoods. And you put them against eight fighters not in the UFC. You, you feel me? Like the eight. And make that make that like the tough thing. Make that the tough story. Yeah, I'm not I'm not against that at all. I'd also any anything to make tough remotely interesting because to be honest, I haven't watched a tough season since like I, I, I watch the fights when I hear like there's a good fight or like there's a good fighter. Like I, I don't watch the seasons. Like if if the show was more like embedded. Where, like, they got to train at the real gyms. We got to see, like, the real lives and not, like, all this drama crap. Maybe I'd be interested, you know? Right. Like, I- I'd love to see, like, Rose Namajunas, um, like, training with, uh... Oh, God. What was it, the guy's name? Trevor Kaufman? And, like, hanging out with Pat Barry and stuff like that? And just, like, the like her every day? Like, because that's how you really make stars, man. Like, that's how you get people right. arrested. You just show them, like, the real them, not, like... The um, the heavily edited six week drama bullshit they they try to do right yeah that no one really cares about 
But yeah, that's 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 gonna be gonna be awesome, and we'll have a. I, I feel like this is a good timing because one thirty-five is just kind of in this weird spot where, like, I don't know. We got a great champ who doesn't get promoted, but I don't know. I just feel like thirty-five, and then you got forty-five, which is a thing, but it isn't a thing. Yeah, one forty-five. <laughs> wait, literally, one forty-five has two fighters. You're right. <laughs> so we got Cyborg and Durandami. Durandami and... doesn't want to fight Cyborg. <laughs> so, He's busy being a so, cop. So yeah, and I, and I think I think 25 will probably materialize pretty fast. Like, like, I, I straight up think if 125 ha- gets like a like centralized, like 115, it's the strongest division in women's MMA. Yeah, yeah, like that. I think that's that's gonna build up really fast. A lot of people are gonna find new homes really quick. Like, and, um, and... what's her name? Freaking you want and Jacek is already talking about. I want to go. I want them to make a one type five division so I can fight at that weight, not cut as much weight and be a two division champion. You know, Koya Gadell is gonna move up because like, yeah, there's nothing left for her as long as you end as a champion one fifteen yeah. and right. Um, like. The weight cut is pro- probably fucking killer for her. Then you have, um, God, what was this woman's name? You have, uh, you know, Joanne, Cold- uh, Joanne Calderwood. You have, like, half the top 10 that's just been begging for, like, a top five, uh, 25 division. They're, they're probably going to leave. Caitlin Chukagan is going to move down, like, 135 is going to be like a desert. Like, if Valentina Shevchenko doesn't beat Amanda Nunes, she's moving down. Julian Pena, I can see moving down. I can see her staying, too, but, you know. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Alexis Davis. Betch Cohea. Caitlin Vera. Kinoshi Kagan. Like, those are all women who are going to move down, probably. And that that decimates women's bantamweight. Like women's <laughs> strawweight will be fine because, like, with all these big girls out the way, um, your Tisha Torreses and your uh, Carlos Sparrows and Miranda Marcos, like, there there will be people to fill it. Like young people are coming out of um, um, Invicta. Like they're coming out tough enough, but. 130, 135 is just hard to find anybody. <laughs> I just looked at the UFC ranking page for the first time in a while. I never, they have the women's featherweight listed, but there's nothing under there. No like, ranking. They, they don't. They don't even. <laughs> they don't even have the chance. Mind you, y'all, y'all, think. About, I want, I want y'all to think about this. Dana White thought Jermaine Durandami was worth, like was pay per view worthy and put her in the pay per view. In the in the Barclays Center in like New York's second ever pay per view, and then he came out last week and said Nate Diaz wasn't pay per view worthy, <laughs> and that he might be if he took an interim title fight or something. Dana, Dana, Dana. So, and they, and now they won't even put during during the Miami as like their champion on um. Yeah, there were. It's literally movie. just a blank. It's just a blank slate. How much is it they don't want to admit Deronda Mays the champion as much as they just don't want to put Cyborg's name on the list? 
Oh man, yeah, that it's gonna be interesting to see how that. I can't, I that can't rate for tough even. thirty when they they just get like like thirty two random women who can make one forty five. Just throw them in Just there. Like, I'm sure one of you is an athlete. Ooh. Right. Like, I, I say just go for it and like sign 72 women to be on top. <laughs> like, uh, how much would it be? It would be, se- it would be 32, so it would be 64. Sign 64 women to be on top for 145. Like, go to the amateur scene, go to boxing, go to kick- like kickboxing, judo, wrestling. Just have them all fight one another. And then you have the winner of all of that fight the winner, whoever has the title at the time. So it'll basically be like March Madness for women's MMA. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, at this point, I mean, yeah, other than like people like Megan Anderson, you're grasping for, for straws. For Megan Anderson's over here begging for fights against Cyborg in the UFC. And meanwhile, she's not a UFC fighter, technically. <laughs> Oh man! But, I hope she makes it over. Damn! Though. At least her name's out there, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, at least. Like if, if 2017 has taught fighters anything, it's that you have to be the change you want to see in the world, man. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's basically it. Like you want to fight, go on Twitter, call somebody out, and if enough people get behind it, yeah, it's going they'll down. Probably make the fight because they have no fucking clue what they're doing. All right. Yeah. Weird, weird times. Unless it's for a title. Weird. <laughs> weird, weird times we're in. But uh, yeah, I guess that uh, that about wraps up uh the show for this evening. Um, I guess one last announcement uh before we head on out of here. Um, the podcast does now have a Facebook fan page. So if you just go on Facebook. See a little search bar at the top of your screen. Type in Dojo Talk Podcast. You'll you'll see us up there. So um, go on, go on and click that like button. Like it and uh, please yeah, keep us off go, the go streets. Over there. Right. <laughs> if we're not we're not podcasting. We're potentially selling drugs, and you don't you don't want that. You don't want that on your conscience. <laughs> right. Like, like, not, how are you going to tell thing. your kids? Like you right. you could have stopped us. And all you had to do was click a button. All our wrongdoings are your fault. I'm just saying. Indeed. And all you gotta do is just click that button. Yeah. Go, go. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't click the button. Maybe you go to the page and you don't click the button. And maybe you don't wake up with a house tomorrow. Maybe it's on fire. Right. I'm just saying. Or the person we sell drugs to is somebody you know. Yeah. So yeah. congratulations, your aunt's now a heroin Yeah, addict exactly. Because you you didn't click like. So, go click like. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Um. And yeah, so we got. By the time you guys hear this, uh, it is 11, about almost 11.30, <laughs> May the 10th. Dude, I, um, I, I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning and working same, since 6. Same. I, well, I've been up uh, at 5, working since 7. <laughs> so, but this will be out. Uh, you should be hearing this on Thursday, May 11th. So this will be out then. Fights are Saturday. And then, you know, sometime next week, we'll... Uh, definitely be reviewing the fights um i have been pretty active podcaster lately so i've dropped a lot of episodes these last couple of days yeah, so man. i might take a little little break hopefully have some music up next not sure what i want to review been listening to a few different things but uh, wait wait 
Um, crap. No, never mind. Go ahead. I, I was going to suggest right. that, but I, I, <laughs> the name escapes me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I got a, got a few ideas of what I kind of want to review, and a couple of the albums I just haven't got around listening to yet. But yeah, so be on the lookout. Content's coming. Really, content's here. The fuck is Russ? You guys gotten like. I, I don't know. I went oh, oh, what's Russ? Yeah, we don't do that. Uh, yeah. I, I, we're, we're, I, I don't know what Russ is. Yeah, it's, it's go time all day, every day. So I'm... you guys have got like three podcasts within like the last week. Shorter than that, like literally the last three days I've dropped three. Yeah, After this comes out, it'll be three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect note to end the podcast. I don't know what this is. <laughs> you know, I'm not even doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fade it out. 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 Fade it out.